this episode of the Chris Alley Real Estate Show, we're talking about not forgetting your carry costs when you're selling a property and out of the show. Welcome to the Chris Elliott Real Estate Show, where we bring you insights into the local Central Virginia real estate market, go in-depth to answer your real estate questions and concerns, and interview local figures and influencers in the greater Richmond area. And now, let's get to the latest episode with your host, Chris Elliott, and co-host, Maddie Wright. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Maddie, how are you doing? I'm well, how are you? Doing well, doing well. We made it to episode number six. Wow, can't believe it. How about that? How about that? Thought we were going to stop at like two. We're still going. Negative, negative. We're making it at least to seven before we <laughs> we throw it in. So how you been, Maddie? Good. It's been a really long week. It's been it's been very much a long week. What do you think? We're. I was trying to think about this before. What do you think is like made it such a long week. It just seems like it's been a very taxing week. Anytime you come back from vacation, it's like everything all at once. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on vacation for a week, had a good time uh, at the beach with the family, but uh, I'm definitely paying for it now in more ways than one. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I mean, it was kind of a busy week at the, so we had what, four or five contracts that we were negotiating repairs on all in one week. So that's been a little, Mm -hmm. been a little crazy and not all of them are settled yet. So anyway, um, w- welcome to episode number six. Today, we're going to be talking about not forgetting your carry cost when you are selling a property. Uh, I picked this one out of the idea hat because I thought it was very timely for this time of year. Do but, you have a hat that you pull ideas from? It's an imaginary hat. Oh, my imaginary friend, um, Lucas wears a hat and I take his hat off of him and he also keeps all the ideas. I was hoping that you actually had like a like a magician's hat back there that you just scribbled <clears throat> ideas on whenever you were bored and thought of something and you well, just pull them out. Well, we do have that fishbowl at the office. So that's um, an idea that you didn't even have to pull out of the fishbowl because you just came up with it. Whoa. All right. So, Hey, so before we jump into the show, uh, let's talk about the local news update. Um, you know, typically I will give the first one to the lady, uh, but I am so excited about this one. I'm going to take it for myself. Wow. Organic crush is now open in shore pump. Are you aware? I have no idea. What have that you is. heard the news? I didn't see the R and I thought we were getting into another like marijuana related thing. Like we talked about CBD on episode four. I was like, is this another one of those? What's happening? Um, <laughs> I don't know why you want to keep talking about that, but, um, <laughs> No, I am so excited. This place is right around the corner from my house. It is a like organic food slash juice slash healthy eating kind of thing. You know how I'm big into kava. Oh God, is this going to replace kava? This may replace kava. I hope so. I'm getting, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. getting actually, no, we should do that tomorrow. Are they open? Uh, heck yeah, they are. So they have, uh, it is a long Island based chain. Apparently this is the first one in Virginia. There's five locations. I think four of them are all in long Island. So, or three of them are in long Island. So super cool. They offer up a variety of baked goods, cold pressed juices, smoothies, acai bowls, if I'm pronouncing it. No, acai. Acai bowls. (laughs) I feel like you got to say that with like a, like a little in your, in your, uh, your language, salad, soups, wraps, Sandwiches, best part. What do they serve all day, Maddie? Breakfast. Breakfast. So um, take the that. trademark Ma- of any good food place is if they serve breakfast all day. Take that, McDonald's. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm super excited. Um, hey, Organic Crush, if you're listening out there in the interwebs, maybe you can come out and sponsor a show, maybe some free food, something. I don't that know. That would be great. Yeah, I already said your name. So um, <laughs> our you know, two people that we've got on Facebook Live, maybe they can go oh, uh, go out there. I've got one. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, Maddie, take the next one. What's, what's, uh, what's happening in the news? Um, a Matoica mega site. Yeah, so this is pretty crazy. Uh, Chesterfield County supervisors have recently approved a 1,500-acre solar farm and data complex. Uh, it is going to represent a two billion. Yes, I said billion with a B. Billion um, dollar investment in the Chester Solar Technology Park. So, think about this: your average home lot is about a third of an acre, right? Sure. This is 1,500 acres of data complexes and solar farms. So imagine like just rolling up on a farm and the only crop that they're growing are solar panels. Um, it's pretty crazy. I don't know. I, Why I do was, they need a farm for solar panels? I think that's just what they call it. I don't, they don't actually grow solar panels. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how dumb you actually think Maddie Wright, <laughs> transaction coordinator, <laughs> keeping your information and your transaction going forward. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, last but not least, uh, Stanley Martin is looking at uh, building 495 condos and townhomes. That's a that's a lot of condos and townhomes. Yeah. Uh, off of Brook Road, uh, the prices are going to be ranging from two hundred to two hundred sixty thousand. Um, what part of Brook Road? You know, I don't know. Um, I'm sure when I was putting this together last night, I did not cite that. So thank you for pointing out my Your lack inadequacies. of my inadequacies. Um, <laughs> and what like, was that word? Can you can you try that again? Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> Uh, ad nauseum. Stop. Um, yeah. So anyway, so uh, pretty cool. Stanley Martin's putting in a big development. God, that's a lot of that's a lot of real estate. You need to make some friends over at Stanley Martin for real. Yeah. If you want to move, give us a shout. Um, you got four hundred and ninety five condos and townhomes to choose from. It's interesting though. When I was reading the article, they're going to be doing, uh, and they did this at Saunders Station over like the newer section of Shore Pump where that bonds of course. They're mm -hmm. doing these two up, two down condos to where like it's a four story building, um, and the bottom two floors are a condo, and then the top two floors are a condo. So, hmm. I hope you have some healthy calves um, if you're going to be buying on the top because that's a lot of stairs. Yeah, no thanks. And I don't think they're putting elevators in. So, anyway, uh, what are we talking about today? Maddie, what are we talking about today? Carrying costs. We are talking about carrying costs. Everybody's favorite subject. Uh, Mike, I know this is your favorite subject as well. Um, Mike's eating french fries, so let's not disturb him. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, so this is one where, you know, when I was sitting down last night trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about in the podcast today, I thought it was very relevant for this time of year because this is a conversation that we have a lot. Have you ever heard me say that, you know, such and such client says they're just going to hold the property until the spring? Yes. Yeah. This happened very recently. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, so it, it's it's a conversation we have a lot of times where folks had been listed over the summer, the property, you know, didn't sell over the summer, or maybe somebody's got a property and somebody else listed it and didn't sell, or they just, you know, they, um, they're, they're saying, Hey, we're heading into the fall now. I think I'm just going to hold the property until the spring. Um, 
And I think one of the conversations that we always try to have, not necessarily to sway people, but just to give them something to think about is, hey, what are your carrying costs going to be if you hold that property until this, the quote unquote spring selling season, you know, in February, March. Um, and generally when we're talking about this, it's our clients that the property is vacant. Now, of course, if you're living in a property, if you have a property rented out, you're getting functional use out of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's not just sitting there collecting dust like someone's using it. Right. Right. Um, and, and that's a different story. We're, we're not talking about that. If you're living in a property, that's a different scenario. We've got a client like that right now where, you know, home hasn't sold yet. And instead of doing a price reduction, we're just like, hey, we're just going to hold off until the spring. Um but this is we're, we're the, specifically who we're talking about right now are folks that um, you know the property is vacant, it's not rented, and then generally um, this conversation usually comes up with folks that do not have a mortgage on the house because what they're always saying is, hey, it doesn't really because I don't have a mortgage, I don't have any expenses related to this house, so I'm just going to hold the house until the the spring because it doesn't cost me anything to do so, and I'd rather try to sell it then, and maybe I could sell it for more money or whatever it is. So uh, that's kind of what we wanted to hit on. Um, let me just look at my notes here. Yep. So okay. So let's think about this. We are um, we are now in the month of October. So if we go October, November, December, January, February. That's five months that we're looking at before we really get back into the quote unquote selling season. So something to consider there. And Maddie, we actually put together a monthly carry cost calculator um, specifically for this reason. Have you ever gone through, have you ever seen me go through this with you? I don't think so. Yeah, this is one. It doesn't, it usually comes out more so this time of year. Um and we're losing Facebook lives. So I'm just going to do that real quick. Oh boy. That's toast. All right. Never mind there. How um, that <laughs> I don't know. We're um, sorry, folks. There we go. We're back in action uh, for all my podcast listeners. I apologize. We got uh, Facebook tripping up anyway. So monthly care costs, um, th this spreadsheet usually comes around this time of year. It just seems like we always have these conversations uh, this time of year. So what we did was we put together a calculator for folks to really calculate what it's going to cost you to hold a property. Because whether you think about it or not, holding real estate, whether you have a mortgage or not, is, is going to cost you something. So what we're going to do here, Maddie, I'm going to have you read down the line items. And as you're reading down, um, I'm going to explain kind of where we're... Um, where we're getting these numbers. So if you just go down the list and I'll hit them there. Okay, estimated equity. Estimated equity, all right. So what we're gonna assume for this little example we're running with here, we're gonna assume we have a $300,000 property. We're gonna assume that it's in an HOA, which some properties are, some properties aren't. Uh, 300 is about the median price in Richmond right now. And we are going to assume yeah, so that's what we're going to assume. So if you look at the the second page, which you don't have to, um, if we kind of look at our estimated net proceeds spreadsheet, on a $300,000 property, your walk away, let's just assume that you don't have a mortgage, your walk away on this thing is probably going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 275 to 280 once you factor in real estate commissions, once you factor in you know the attorney's fee, the HOA packet, uh, the termite inspection, the grantor's tax, the, uh, you know, if you have to give a buyer some money towards a closing cost, um, you know, if you buy them a home warranty and you might be sitting there saying, Hey, I would never do that. Okay. But you know, we know from, from all the properties we sell and that we see other people sell generally there's some concessions to be had, uh, with a buyer. So 
we're just assuming all that. So just for example sake, let's assume you have a $300,000 property, you don't have any mortgage on it. So if you were to sell it today, you'd be walking away with $275,000. So you got $275,000 in equity. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, good deal. Let's go from there. Okay. Yearly taxes. Yearly taxes. So in most municipalities throughout the greater Richmond area, your tax bill is going to be roughly 1% of your um, of your home's value. Uh, could be a little bit more, could be a little less depending on where you live. But let's just assume for easy numbers uh, that your yearly taxes are $3,000. Okay. So now this is where it gets interesting. So we've got two so we've got two things going here. We've got a property that is sitting vacant, okay? That you know, it's a living thing. I mean, a, a house needs to be cared for. You can't just leave a house and just come back and it be in the exact same condition. You've got that and you've also got a good amount of equity. $275,000 is a lot of money just sitting dormant in a uh, in a house. So one of the big things that we, you know, when I have a client that says, hey, I don't have a mortgage, this house is not costing you anything, I go back to opportunity cost because one thing I learned in economics is there's always an opportunity cost based on whatever decision you make. So if you've got $275,000 equity, that's $275,000 that's not making you any interest, it's not making you any money. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. All right. So if we look at your invested rate of return, so if you were to take that money, if you were to put it into a mutual fund, an index fund, S&P 500, um, I Googled last night, like what's the average, uh, you know, stock return. Um, and obviously that's, there's a great debate around that. But um, since 1957, the average rate of return on the S&P 500, has been 8%. So if we, we assume a 8% rate of return, Maddie, what is your monthly opportunity cost on $275,000? $1,833.33. Yeah. So that is a lot of money. Let's call it $1,800. $1,800 of money that you are losing out on every single month because you've got money stuck in a house that is not doing you anything. Um, so that's that's a big chunk of money. That's something to think about um, when you're considering, hey, do I sell the property now? Do I hold it? Um, hey, um, you know, the the... the you know, the price I can't uh, get right now, I think I'm going to be able to get it in the spring. That's a big chunk of money that you're leaving on the table. And of course, if you've got, um, you know, a house payment, if you had any other outstanding debt, car payments, credit cards, and those interest rates are higher, that's even that much more money that you're losing that you could be paying down that debt. Right? Yes. I feel like I'm just talking in a space right now, <laughs> which I kind of am. Well, theoretically, yes. Yeah. Okay. But you're also talking to me. <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> They're one and the same. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're paying attention so well, so I appreciate I am paying that. attention. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's go on. Uh, mortgage interest. Okay, so obviously in this example, there's no mortgage interest, but that's something you can plug in if... Uh, you know, if you're if you have a mortgage on the property and you're going to hold it, you're going to pay a certain amount of interest on your loan. And while some of your payment goes down to principal reduction, uh, which is essentially money you get back when you sell, uh, the money that goes to interest that's money that's just the the tax that you're paying on having that money being borrowed, and that's money that you never get back. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. You know my, you know Charlotte does that. Really? She, yeah, she learned that. So every time like we we tell her something she doesn't want to hear, she goes womp womp. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's, I would love to see that. It's pretty cute slash annoying. 
All it's right. okay. David says the same thing about me. Yeah, but he's not three <laughs> years old, so. Well, no, but he th- he thinks that I am uh, at most times cute and annoying simultaneously. Yeah, I mean. Just not as okay if you're a grown woman. <laughs> I mean, I would never say my wife is cute and annoying. Um, moving on. All right. What's Oops. next? <laughs> I, lo- um, I love you, sweetheart. Stop. Taxes. Taxes. Yeah. So uh, Uncle Sam's going to continue to collect whether you, you know, no matter what your plans are, if you own that property, uh, your municipality is going to continue to collect property taxes from you. So if your tax bill is $3,000 a year, you're looking at $250 um, a month per taxes that you're going to get billed. That's money you will never get back. Um, That is your cost of owning that property. Uh, what do we got next? Um, electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. I like it. I wish we could dance. Um, Who, yeah, so, who's stopping you? Yeah, this is true. Well, you know, the whole setup and everything. All right. So 100 bucks. So once again, I mean, you might say, hey, Chris, my electric bill is only $50. Okay. We're just using round numbers for an example. But, you know, you got to keep your house cool. You got to keep your house warm, uh, depending on, you know, it's like 140 degrees right now in the month of October here in Virginia. Um, so if you've got a vacant home, I hope you have your air conditioning unit on. Otherwise you've got some issues that are going on with that house. Cause you can't just sit, you can't just let a house sit there and bake you you know, it's going to affect your wood floors. It's going to affect other things. If, um, if you just leave that house there. So anyway, moving on water and sewer, water and sewer. Once again, you know, you may say, Chris, well, we'll have that turned on. Um, you know, if you're trying to show the house, um, obviously you're going to want to have the water on. Most people want to keep the water on. Um, so we, we budgeted $50 for water and sewer right? and gas gas. Uh, once again, you may not have gas, but if it's in the middle of the winter and you got a gas furnace, you're going to need some gas to, uh, keep that house warm. Insurance, insurance, $65 for insurance. This may be more or less depending on the size of the home. The other thing is too, if your insurer knows that the home is vacant, uh, they're probably going to charge you more because, um, there's more stuff that can happen wrong with a vacant house because nobody's living there. It's easier to break into. If a water pipe bursts, nobody's going to be there to kind of, you know, nip that in the bud. So typically your insurance companies will charge you more money. And there's only certain, there's only certain insurance companies out there that'll actually insure vacant homes. So just don't tell the insurance company that the house is vacant. (laughs) Yeah. So that, I mean, that's insurance fraud. So that's one option. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think (laughs) it saves you money could land you in jail. Um, yeah. So anyway, moving on, (laughs) moving on. Oh, HOA fees. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. HOA fees. So once again, we're assuming that your property is within an HOA. $70 is what we're budgeting in there. Uh, you know, you may not be in an HOA, your HOA may be more or less. That's kind of the average of what we see in the greater Richmond area. So Last but not least, monthly maintenance, monthly maintenance. So this could be anything from something breaking. And yes, things continue to break in a home. If even if it's vacant, um, the ghosts break them. Uh, I'm sorry. What did you just say? <laughs> what, what just came out of your mouth? That was so that was so hostile. Yeah. I said the ghosts break things. Uh, yes. Yes. Sometimes okay. the spirits do break things. Um, no, I mean like the AC unit could break the, the furnace could break. Um, you know, we've had, 
we've had issues with that. Um, if it's in the middle of the spring or the summer, um, or yeah, spring in the summer, uh, grass grows and you got to cut it. Uh, you can't just let it. <laughs> Does it not grow in the, the rest of the year? <laughs> um, it grows in the fall. It doesn't grow in the winter. Sometimes it grows in the winter. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but no, you got to keep, I, I mean, you got to keep a property up. So we're budgeting $50 there. So uh, point being, uh, if you total all that stuff up, once again, you can, we can, you know, split hairs and say, this is that, this is that, whatever. But our estimate, if you add that all together is 2468. Let's just round it up for discussion sake to say that's $2,500 a month that that property is going to cost you to just sit there. So if you multiply 2,500 by five, what is that? 12,500. Wait, let me do the math. Yeah. Do the math real quick. Carry the two. <laughs> and the four. Apparently, we don't have calculators. You messed me up. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I think it, I, I think it's twelve thousand five hundred. Anyway, so north of ten thousand dollars. That's a substantial amount of money. So what you really got to factor is, let's say you got a house. It's priced at three ten. We're saying, hey, it probably needs to go down to three hundred to get it sold. And you're saying, no, I'm just going to give it to the fall. I'm going to give it to the spring rather, and I'm just going to wait five months, and and then we'll be able to get your three ten. Well, okay. Um, the thing to think about there, though, is that you're gonna you're gonna have that twenty five hundred dollars in cost because you're not gonna be making money on interest. You're gonna have those expenses. That's a given. So you're gonna have a given ten thousand dollars in expenses. Now you're just hoping that um, you're able to sell it for three ten and kind of break even, or we drop it down to three hundred right now and we get it sold. So always something just to consider. Um, it, it's just a discussion point that we use with our clients to kind of just make them realize that, hey, there is a cost associated with holding this property, even if you don't have a mortgage. Um, does that all make sense? It seems like this was like a boring show. I tried to liven it up a little bit. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was a boring show, wasn't it? Mike, was it a boring show? Yeah, Mike's- There's Mike's, a lot of math and numbers and- God, I love that stuff though, but nobody does. All right, let's take some questions. Uh, this is not gonna be a, uh, a landmark show is what I'm being told by my production team. Um, not gonna be a flagship. We're not gonna be knocking them down with this one, but- It's still one that we did. Let's go. We still have a shot to revive it. Let's take some questions from the socials. What do we have? Okay, so if someone- right. Let's say someone were, was renting their house. Yeah. Um, because like they it wouldn't sell now but they put them in like a year-long lease through next year but they still wanted to sell it in the spring yeah that's actually a good question so uh once Are again you surprised <laughs> um no it's, it's a good question so uh that is something that we um you know once again deal with this time of year so what we tell clients if they if they make that decision as far as hey i'm going to rent the property uh, what you want to think about is it's very tough to sell a property with a tenant in it. The reason being selling a property is a pain in the ass to start with. Um, oh, is that a bad word? Um, <laughs> I didn't know that was allowed. It's a pain in the bottom. It's a pain <laughs> in the bottom to sell a property. Um, and if you've got no financial incentive, the reason people put up with it is they're going to make all the money they're going to make when they sell the house. But if you're a tenant, you could care less. So there's really no reason for you to go along with getting the property sold and keeping the property up and showings and all that stuff. So typically it's either impossible to sell a property with a tenant in it, or it's going to sell for a whole lot more money because the tenant's just not going to keep it up. So very, very tough to sell a property with the tenant in it. Um, and then if you're going to rent the property out, what we always advise people to do, try to get an 18 month lease, because what you don't want to do is rent your property out and say November, 
for 12 months because it couldn't sell. And then you get the property back in November. And now you're listing in December, which depending on the price point, the area and all those things may or may not be the best time to sell. You could put yourself in the same boat that you were yeah, just yeah, yeah. trying to you're avoid. Just kicking the can down the road. So um, think through that and say, hey, maybe I want to try to lock somebody in for a 14, 16 month, 18 month lease to where I'm going to get the property back in the spring, the, the more ideal time of year to sell. Hmm, that's smart. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought about that. Okay. Also, um, if someone were to just say, okay, I'm going to sell it now, like forget that it's the very slow season, but is it possible that they could still end up losing money? If it's not, if they're not selling in the spring. What do you mean by that? So like they could make more money if they sold it in the spring. Right. But if they were to sell it now, they would sell it more immediately. Is it possible that just them wanting to get it over with could cost them money? Yeah. I mean, there's always that possibility. What um, I think what you got to think about is you got to take into account. uh, Number one, you got to run the numbers. So if it's a higher end property, typically those tend to be more seasonal. Um, so yeah, for that, it may make more sense to wait until the spring and not, you know, sell it for say $50,000 less than what it would sell for now, potentially. And you also got to look at like, Hey, do properties really sell for more than, uh, in the spring than they did in the summer? There's different pockets. There's different areas there's different kinds of properties. So it's always on a, on a one-off basis. Um, so look at that. Uh, let's calculate our carrying costs. So if your carrying costs are only $1,000 a month, you know, then yeah, maybe it makes sense to just eat that money because you're going to sell it for that much more. Um, maybe it's kind of a break even, which if it is, why don't we just go ahead and get it over with now? Yeah. And then also too, let's also look at what's our what's the realistic projection of what this is going to sell in the spring for typically, or I shouldn't say typically, but a lot of times the conversations we're having is people have unrealistic price expectations and they just, what really? Yeah, I know. Kidding, right? (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, Crazy. Um, so the, the thing is to think about like, okay, you think your property is going to sell for 325 and you think the the spring market's going to bail you out. Well, is that really realistic or are we just kidding ourselves and it's, it's really worth 300 and we can get it sold for 300 now and you're just going to end up carrying it until the spring. And then maybe in the summer or the fall of next year, you realize I was just way off base. So, uh, does that answer your question? I think so. It also kind of answers my next one, which was, uh, could just eating the carrying cost be worth it to wait? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, once again, uh, always depends. You, you really just got to look at uh, the dynamics and the history of, of what's sold in that area, that you know neighborhood, that property type. Yeah. And last one, the opportunity cost of equity, that part was kind of confusing. So how do you calculate that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We can go over that again. Um, all right. So if we've got this $300,000 property and we've got $275,000 worth of equity, that's $275,000 that you could go buy you know, mutual funds, that you could go put that money in an index fund, that you can go put that money into some type of financial instrument that is going to be generating interest or generating oh, income. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So sense. if I took two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars and I put it in the S and P five hundred, which has got an historic rate of return of eight percent, that's eight percent per annum, which is Latin for year. Boom. Um, you could have just said e- year. <laughs> I know, but I want to sound fancy. Um, so anyway, so that's that's money that could be generating you, and it could be generating interest income off of that. 
that $275,000. But if it's sitting in your house, it's not, it's not at work. It's just dead money. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. Is that all we got? That's all we got. Awesome. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up episode number six. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you have anything you'd like us to cover, if you have any ideas for shows, uh, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, send a dog with a note around its neck. Just However, leave the dog. Yeah, leave the dog. Um, get a hold of us. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you on episode number seven. Thanks for joining us for the Chris Elliott Real Estate Show. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, please contact Chris Elliott at chris at chriselliottrealestate.com or by phone at 804-980-1898. And please join us again next time for the Chris Elliott Real Estate Show.